Welcome to the Government Technology Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Langan. In this episode, we are discussing how pop-up and emergency networks are temporary connections that organizations can use to bridge coverage gaps or provide reliable communications during a man-made crisis or natural disaster. These networks are practical and relevant today because they are easy to implement and cost-effective to deploy. By leveraging pop-up and emergency networks, agencies can ensure dependable connections during critical moments, minimizing disruptions, and restoring essential services at the moment of greatest need. And for our conversation, I sat down with Dave Butta, who's the managing partner for federal government sales at Verizon, Rose Mata, who's the director for federal healthcare finance and education at Verizon, and Curtis Mentz, who's the senior manager for the Verizon Frontline Crisis Response Team at Verizon. And I hope you enjoy our conversation today. And Dave, Rose, and Curtis, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, appreciate it, Matt. Thanks so much, Matt. Happy to be here. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. And great to have you all. And let's go ahead and kick it off. So what are pop-up and temporary emergency networks? And we'll go with Rose on this one. Thank you, Matt. So pop-up and temporary emergency networks, really it's networks or internet connections that organizations can use to bridge coverage gaps. In scenarios where, for example, traditional network is delayed, the network is going to be temporary in nature, or we just need to provide reliable communications during a crisis, you know, natural disaster, or in support of large-scale public events. And what's great about FWA in these scenarios is that FWA is very quick to deploy. It combats high costs by being aggressively priced. And it's available on most government contracts as a standard offering. All right. That's great, Rose. Thanks for those insights there. And Curtis, before we really launch into your first question, if you don't mind, tell our listeners about your background. Absolutely, Matt. So I am a senior manager with the Verizon Frontline Crisis Response Team. I'm responsible for the 15 Western states, Alaska, Hawaii, and that also. And I've been with the company 35 years with Verizon and its predecessor company. So I have been to hundreds upon hundreds of deployments over the year. Quite frankly, it could even be in the thousands in providing reliable wireless communication for public safety agencies, first responders, and community organizations to be able to communicate out in the field. That's great. And that's actually a perfect segue into my next question. Based on your background, why do organizations need to deploy these pop-up slash temporary networks? Yeah, so it's all about communicating, keeping the teams well-informed because in a disaster or crisis-style environment, there are so many things going on, different aspects of keeping people informed of how the recovery portion or managing and maintaining that current disaster is. And what's interesting is that there are multiple layers of responsibility within an organization. And what I mean by that is that you're going to have people who are boots on the ground, who are actually doing some of the work. You're going to have the leadership folks maybe back in a headquarters type of environment. So having that temporary pop-up network, being able to coordinate information, keep people informed, and really allowing all aspects of an organization to know precisely what's going on. And that just makes for a more positive outcome. 
That's excellent. Great insights there, Curtis. Really appreciate it. Dave, anything to add to that one? Yeah, so some of the more common use cases around public safety disaster response is agencies will often have a need to quickly respond to an area and be able to provide communications from hour one of being there. Some of the public safety applications that we've seen this used in is disaster response networks so that the staff on site has the ability to communicate back to that headquarters scenario that Curtis just mentioned. But also we've seen it used so that the public or constituents can communicate back to their loved ones and check in that everything's okay or submit insurance paperwork, those types of of scenarios. And then there's also just the command centers for large scale events like concerts or fairgrounds or things of that nature. The other use cases that we've seen are around uh, healthcare applications, being able to provide connectivity to tents that are out in the field that are triaging patients and being able to effectively share those medical records back to a hospital or trailers that are being used to connect with underserved populations in parts of the country. Some of the questions or roadblocks that these agencies face in these scenarios are, you know, how long will it take to set up a pop-up network? Will it be cost prohibitive or signing up for a long-term contract? Will it be secure? And what is the demand on the agency's internal IT staff? The beauty of fixed wireless access through Verizon is that we offer a solution that is quick to deploy, secure, seamless, and available on all the contracts that these agencies already have in place, which ensures predictability and cost and performance across the country. The demand on IT staff to deploy and manage is actually pretty minimal as these networks are plug and play. That's great. Appreciate those insights there, Dave. So are there any lesser known or say unique use cases for these networks that you all can share? And we'll start with Curtis on this one. Yeah, appreciate the question, Matt. So maybe if we step away from that disaster or crisis response perspective, there are other types of what we call in our business, the blue sky days. And that could be anything from trainings. It could be event marathons, races, things like that, concert venues, where bringing in a temporary network would be important, again, for those folks who are boots on the ground, being able to coordinate their efforts and making sure that they are achieving a positive outcome. And that also plays into making sure that you've got the right equipment to handle the right amount of people and that it propagates efficiently and effectively. And what I mean by propagate is that you've got to look at the area out in the field and depending on where you want that temporary pop-up network, you need to make sure you've got the right number of resources so that you can propagate or actually push the signal to where you need it most. So there's a lot of things that companies and organizations and quite frankly, public safety agencies need to do upfront so that they are prepared when they're in the field. Now is the time to figure it out in a controlled environment 
and make decisions on what purchases you need to do. Dave brings up a great point that I want to expand on, and that was the COVID phenomenon that moved through, quite frankly, the world. We really got involved in supporting public safety agencies, healthcare networks, hospitals, when in January of 2020, before the world came to a halt, and we really moved into the area of evacuations. Many expatriates were being evacuated and coming back to the United States, and we needed to set up these pop-up temporary networks. And then we moved into pop-up hospitals that were typically at fairgrounds and convention centers. And we set up, again, these pop-up temporary networks. And then, of course, everybody knows about the testing environment and then the vaccination environment. So that's just one example where we needed to pivot very quickly as COVID was moving through its steps. But you know, we were there for those uh, healthcare agencies and organizations and hospitals and, quite frankly, public health departments. So yeah, doing your homework up front and making purchasing decisions or technological or equipment decisions today is very important so you're prepared when presented with a disaster or crisis situation. Excellent insights there, Curtis. Thank you so much. Dave, anything to add to that one? Yeah, so some of the unique use cases that we've seen revolve around like a short-term investigation where an agency takes over an office space for three to six months, something along that nature, and they're only going to be there for that time frame. We've also seen it for surveillance purposes, being able to quickly set up a network to put up cameras or have agents have connectivity while they're in the field at these short-term areas. We've seen it used for a gap network where maybe there's a short time frame where a traditional broadband source isn't installed yet, but they need to be able to use the space. So filling that gap. We've also seen fixed wireless access deployed for engagement at large events, like at a booth, being able to engage with the public and help support them in whatever type of event it is. All right. Great insights there from both of you. So how have organizations benefited from implementing temporary networks? And how do these networks make a difference in their operations or even emergency response efforts? And we'll go with Curtis on this one. Yeah, thanks, Matt. So Dave brought up a great point about that moves into the space of situational awareness. So it could be a agency or organization in the field attempting to perhaps access information from cloud-based programs and really doing that information sharing. So Dave mentioned uh, perhaps a temporary camera environment in the field. The situational awareness is absolutely key because it allows the public safety professionals and the first responders to see what is happening when they're not necessarily in that area where a situation could be occurring. Those folks in the command staff and others running an operation are what I refer to as a public safety compound, perhaps working remotely out of a mobile command center. And it really allows them to see what is happening so they can make the right decisions for the safety of the public safety professionals in the field. I'll also add in there 
as we move to cloud-based environments, lots of different programs, forms, documents, and things like that tend to be placed into a cloud environment so that anyone anywhere has access to those. So again, having that temporary pop-up network, the fixed wireless access or the router environment is absolutely key. It all comes down to communicating and ensure everybody who's has a need to know responsibility for a crisis or emergency operation, they have what they need from a communication perspective so they can respond effectively in the field and also ensure that they are protecting the citizens of a particular community and also, as I mentioned, the safety of their folks in the field. Outstanding. Thanks, Curtis. Let's talk about future developments. So what are some future developments that you anticipate in the field of pop-up networks and emergency response? And again, Curtis, we'll stick with you on this one. Yeah, so 5G is absolutely what Verizon is leading the field in. 5G ultra wideband is an absolute game changer in the field. The change or being able to have that 5G technology really allows people to communicate faster, more efficient. The redundancy is there for the folks to be able to communicate, as I mentioned, just in a more efficient kind of way. So much is happening with 5G. There is an enormous amount of capacity that is being placed into our cell sites throughout the entire United States that is happening right now today. And there will be so much, as I mentioned, capacity that is being placed all throughout the United States, which really what that does is that allows people to be more efficient and faster to the field. So I would say from a future development perspective, taking a look at the equipment and the offerings that we have as a company moving into that 5G space is absolutely key. It needs to be considered an important component for that company or organization. That's excellent. And of course, Rose started off our podcast excellently, and now she's going to close it out for our last question. So Rose, how do you see the technology evolving to meet the growing needs of organizations? Thank you, Matt. Technology, you know, it's always evolving. And the way that I see fixed wireless access being a part of that transformation is really being more of a have-to-have tool. And what I mean by that is that all organizations have a need to provide out-of-network, remote, and temporary connections to execute their mission from public safety to healthcare to just general business challenges like last-mile network availability. And as Curtis mentioned, 5G availability and what an organization will be able to do with an FWA connection will continue to evolve to meet all agency missions through the development of applications, capacity enhancements that'll drive efficiency, and this idea of working or being able to work and having a robust connection anywhere. Thank you, Rose, Dave, and Curtis for joining us today. And big thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. 
If you're interested in staying up to date on the latest best practices, lessons learned, and proven strategies for leveraging innovative technologies in fixed wireless access, be sure to visit governmenttechnologyinsider.com. I've been your host, Matt Langan, and until next time, so long.